What I do when I'm reading a book and I start to see some dialogue that is demonizing sugar or carbs or whatever, I skip it. I would rather just skip that dialogue and not hear that little bit of conversation than have that falsehood, that diet culture thought put in my head that I have to counter with truth. I'd rather start reading it and then be like, oh, I'm not going to finish this sentence. I know where this is headed and just skip a paragraph and carry on. Hey, I'm Nyla, and you're listening to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. Get ready for faith-based conversations about food, fitness, and body image. I love fitness, and regularly you'll find me and my cat on my yoga mat sweating for a strong body to use to bless others with and glorify God with. Though I'm no longer an intuitive eating and body image coach, I am still an intuitive eater myself and will forever be grateful for God leading me to intuitive eating as I healed from a decade-long fight with an eating disorder. Friends, I encourage you as you listen to each episode to ask God to teach you something. You didn't just randomly stumble upon this podcast. No, God guided you here providentially, and He has something to encourage you with today. All right, let's dive into today's episode and see what God has for you to learn. Hey friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. I am your podcast host, Nyla. I just finished work for the day. I work for myself. I have my own podcast editing business. I do a little bit of VA work. I do podcast producing basically, which is yeah, editing and management, getting people's podcasts started or taking tasks away from them so that they don't have to do the tasks they don't like and they can just record and then let me do the parts that they don't like. So lots of different things that I do. I I call myself a podcast producer, but just got done work for the day. It's about four o'clock and I thought, hey, I have a little bit of time before supper. So why don't I hop on this mic and share a message that has been on my heart? So I'm sure you guys have heard of the author Karen Kingsbury. She's a very famous Christian author, and I read her books so much growing up, like all of them. I would get out at the church library or just at our library, like our local library in the town that I grew up. I loved her books so, so much. But as I've gotten older, I actually have started to not like some of her books because I find that just reading those books as a young girl, it set me up for kind of having like a fantasy about what relationships were supposed to be like, what marriage specifically was supposed to be like. Because a lot of the times in her books, I've noticed that the man, like the male lead in the book, the the main male character, he's kind of like a dream guy, like a perfect guy. And so then I entered marriage thinking that my guy would be like that. And reality hits, oh, I married a human, not a fictional character that is perfect. So I would just warn you guys, like, be careful when you're reading even Christian fiction. Just know that it's fiction. I was telling my husband about this, like how some of these books just really set me up for having these unrealistic expectations for marriage. And he's like, well, it is called fiction. And I said, good point. Like, That's a good point. But another thing that I've noticed in her book so recently, because I've gone back and read a couple of them again as an adult, And there's one series called Angels Walking, and it's a cool series, and it kind of shows how angels walk among us, how they divinely interact with us. And there are scriptures, like there's one in Hebrews that says some of you may interact with angels without even knowing it. Like angels are real. And she wrote a book about how 
her interpretation of them going behind the scenes and working out God's will and plan for our lives. It's an interesting read, but my biggest beef with it is that there is so much dialogue about carbs being bad and sugar-free is the way to go. Like so many conversations in that three book series, especially I thought the last book in that series, the third book, just there's so many conversations amongst the characters saying like keto is the way to go and I got to work off this. And it's crazy how diet culture is it's in the church and it's also in Christian fiction. And what I do when I'm reading a book and I start to see some dialogue that is demonizing sugar or carbs or whatever, I skip it. I would rather just skip that dialogue and not hear that little bit of conversation than have that falsehood, that diet culture thought put in my head that I have to counter with truth. I'd rather start reading it and then be like, oh, I'm not going to finish this sentence. I know where this is headed and just skip a paragraph and carry on. That is what I do. But sometimes there's a sentence or a statement that you just read it before you realize what's going on before you can actually skip down a paragraph. And I have just found that her books, especially that series, are just so hardcore promoting keto. And I would bet that in real life, she probably does follow that herself. And in this book, there is someone who has health conditions. And I had a dietitian on the podcast. I'll link her episode in the show notes. But she came on to talk about her thoughts about keto and sugar. And she follows intuitive eating and health at every size philosophy. And she had some really cool things to say about keto. And like keto, we talk about in that conversation, was not meant for the general population. It was meant for people with extreme health conditions. So this one character in the book, it could be benefiting someone like her in real life, but that statement was never made in that book. Like I knew that as I read that because I've had conversations with dietitians and I've listened to podcasts that talk about keto and and I've talked to nurses, friends that I have that are nurses, and just how they've said that keto is meant for this people group. Like, my cousin has a son who has extreme autism, and they have put him on a keto diet because that actually helps reduce his seizures a lot. It's really good for him, but most of us don't have extreme seizures. Go listen to that episode that I'll link in the show notes where the dietitian came on, dietitian Tiana, and she shared about her thoughts on keto and sugar. But yeah, this book with Karen Kingsbury didn't have any of those disclaimers. Like the other characters who were completely healthy, they were saying like, oh yeah, I should eat that way too. And just so much diet culture and like potentially triggering things in those books. So that is my beef with Karen Kingsbury's books is that there's just so much diet culture in it. And honestly, carbs are amazing. I have an episode about carbs and it's called, I think, carbsarethebomb.com and why Jesus thinks so or something like that. I'll link that in the show notes, but I love carbs. And after reading Karen's book and reading some of that dialogue, I had to remind myself of truth. That's what I do when I hear any kind of diet culture thought is I have to speak truth to myself. So the last thing that I heard is truth and that's what I'm going to dwell on. And so I spoke to myself, Nyla, you've been eating carbs for years and you feel really good. Like how you're eating right now intuitively with all food groups present, it makes you feel good. So keep doing what you're doing. It's obviously fine for your body. Like you feel good. And there have been times where I have unintentionally not eaten enough carbs. 
and I like to run and I have noticed that specifically on my runs, if I don't eat enough carbs, I actually like feel not so energized. Like I'll get 25 minutes in and I'll just feel like gassed and depleted. And I was able to realize looking back at my food intake when that season was happening for a few weeks, I realized, oh, I've just been eating low carb totally not intentionally, but I had picked up some I think it actually was a keto cereal from Costco and also like a keto pizza crust that I really like. Like I'm not keto, but I can still eat keto products if I want to, just like I'm not vegan, but I do enjoy some vegan meals. That's okay. Like you don't have to be fit in a box and only if you're in that box of veganism, then you're allowed to eat vegan meals. Like you can eat whatever you want. But I realized like, oh, I thought I was having carbs with this cereal, but actually it's a keto granola. It doesn't have carbs or very, very little. Or, oh, I thought I ate like a pizza crust with this pizza that I had before my run, but actually it's so low carb. It it didn't really help me, fuel me for my run. And I just feel myself so different now as I run. And I just have never felt so strong and healthy than I do right now, practicing intuitive eating and joyful movement and just inviting God into my food choices and my exercise choices. Like even today, I was telling God, I went for a run today, but I told him, hey, what should I do tomorrow? Like, I'm just not sure. Like, should I take a rest day? Should I do Pilates? I invited him in to trying to plan like, what would I do tomorrow? And he dropped it in my spirit, do a 20 minute back workout like with weights that would be great so I thought oh okay you can totally ask him for feedback on what to do and just yeah carbs are amazing and you have probably heard of carb loading and that is like very popular in the running world where you might have like a spaghetti night before a run I've gone to some paid registered races where you meet with all the other race participants the night before and there's like spaghetti and different pastas and you have the pasta and then the next day you go for the run and that's the yeah they call it carb loading like you're going to load up on carbs so that you can run your race the next day but actually you need carbs not just the day before the race or the day of but you need them before like you need to store up the carbs in you and whatever that um, I can't remember what the word is, but it, something with a G, I think it like is converted in your body to something else. I don't know. I'm not a dietitian, but I have heard nutritionists say like, you need carbs, like an inventory of it in you, like built up into you. And I totally agree. Like when I'm in a running season, I try to regularly eat carbs, not just on the day that I'm going to run or the evening before. Like I try to just eat extra carbs all week long and it really helps it helps me have stamina and enjoy my runs more so just if you hear even a pastor or a christian author or a christian singer demonizing carbs just ask god what do you think about carbs god called himself the bread of life he associated himself with a carb and he would not associate himself with bad things he created carbs and yes people may give the argument that oh, our carbs now are so processed, Nyla, like it's not what he originally created them to be, but God is not surprised by processed foods. He knew the future. When he was in Genesis and creating the world, he knew that our food would change and it wouldn't be what it was originally. So he designed our bodies to be able to process and handle processed food. 
So I'm going to end this episode here and I hope it just gave you some fire and some inspiration and some awareness to question what Christian authorities and leaders who are famous that you maybe enjoy their content, like just question what they're promoting because just because they're promoting it doesn't mean that God would promote it or that he would say, yeah, you should do that too. It might be that maybe it's good for them, but it's not good for you. And that's what I love about intuitive eating. It's the opposite of a diet. A diet is generalized guidelines like this will work for everybody's body type and everybody. It is just everybody's health is going to benefit if you do this. But intuitive eating is basically making a plan that will be individual and customized to you. And so the way I intuitively eat, the way I joyfully move my body it's very different than other intuitive eaters that I know. It's just so unique. You take the same principles, but then you uniquely apply them into your life. So I'm going to end this episode and thank you so much for hanging out with me and just letting me get on my soapbox and, and share what was on my heart. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day, guys. Being a podcast producer means I can do podcast editing for you. I can do podcast upkeep, so help you manage and continue putting out episodes every week or every month or every second week, whatever is your decision for the frequency of your podcast. And I can also help you start up your podcast if you don't have a podcast already. But God has put in this idea on your heart for a podcast and you just don't know how to do that. How do I even get my podcast on Apple? What in the world is an RSS feed? How do I even record on my computer? It's just, there's so many moving pieces, but take a deep breath because I understand the moving pieces. So if you want to know anything about my podcasting services, how I can be your podcast producer and make the transition into the podcasting world easier for you if you're not there yet or make it more joyful make the joy return if you already are wearing your podcaster hat and it's just feeling stressful let me be on your team let me be your podcast producer and help just bring back the joy because joy should be a part of your podcasting journey if you are interested you can go to my website nylaweeb.ca and weeb is spelled w-i-e-b-e i always tell people it's like dweeb but without the d <laughs> And that's all linked in the show notes. So you can find my website there and it has lots of client testimonies and just explains how it works to work with me. And I am so excited to hear about your podcast that you currently have or the podcast that you are just dreaming and praying over already. I love getting to help Christian women get out their powerful faith-based messages to the world. It's just really cool to be a part behind the scenes of getting these God-centered, God-glorifying messages out to the world. It's such a blessing for me too. So can't wait to chat with you about all things podcasting.